Hey, welcome back. This is another episode of the Broke Woke Show, Broke Woke Podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, just to start, we're going to be in Lethbridge on April 1st at 9.30 p.m. after uh, Forrest does a headlining set there. Uh, we're going to be back for the Broke Woke Show. So if you're in the Lethbridge area, please come out without further ado to the show. Hey, Forrest, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, man. I'm <laughs> Sun's out, you know. Springtime, you get that. I was in a dark February place, and now things are looking up. That's good to hear. Yeah, the sun's out today. Things are, you know, things are really, uh, things are moving, man. Yeah. Working on bookings. I got, uh, we got the the Where You From tour. It's starting to pick up a little steam. There you go. And uh, yeah, feeling feeling nice and, and positive. Yeah. So we hope you're feeling positive too. Just feeling that springtime sun. Get it in you right when you wake up. That's what Rick Rubin does. He's a good guy. <laughs> All right, shout out. Of, I've been a lot of w- w- uh, watching a lot of. He's been doing that because he wrote a, a book and came out with it. So he's been doing a lot of podcasts. So, yeah, <laughs> he's good. Now, Have you listened to him at all? Or, of course, man. Who doesn't? Who hasn't heard anything from Rick Rubin? But like, not just heard... the music. Like, oh just, like, no, the podcast. Yeah, uh, like no, just... I haven't. I watched one conversation he had with Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, and, that's a good one. Uh, I think it's the closest I've ever been to doing mushrooms. <laughs> I love um, how much I just want to take all the little like because someone will be talking to him and he'll just be like, "Yeah, yes, beautiful." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and great. He so, sounds like a photographer. Yeah, he's so assured too. He's just like, yeah, he would be such a cool guy to talk to. Yeah, there's definitely an energy he brings of of. There's like. It's cool to see when someone's like this old, like he's been doing it forever. He's what in his, he's got to be in his sixties now. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe probably around there. 50s, Rick 60s. Rubin, American record producer. He is, that's how old is he? He's 60. Exactly. 60 years old. Um, and the, he still has an almost childish, um, curiosity about him. Oh, he's such a, he just embraces playfulness so much in creativity. It's like very refreshing. Yeah. So uh, he's he's just so different from, you know, a lot of old heads in a lot of ways. And in the, in the sense that like he still approaches like new artists with a creativity and a, with a open mind to like what new sounds are like. And, but he's, then also, you know, obviously is a, is a legend from his day. He's the Bob Ross of uh creative music producing <laughs> yeah and he kind of looks like a homeless bob ross yeah so, he's got his own bob ross feel going on <laughs> yeah like if bob ross had like a drug problem yeah <laughs> then that's, bit lived uh, on venice beach yeah <laughs> yeah exactly if, if bob ross <laughs> lived on venice beach he would look like rick rubin yeah so uh yeah he's he's such a cool uh such a cool dude uh, he's and obviously he's he co-founded uh def jam def yeah, jam dude. records like that that's uh the guy's like a black icon he <laughs> is he, a black icon yeah <laughs> like him and russell simmons man they they uh they paved the way for 
legitimate like so much black excellence <laughs> oh yeah is, dude has come from their their progeny and then he still so, works for like he still works with dudes like neil young and shit like that <laughs> yeah man salute just, the man yeah across the board he worked with lincoln park like back in the day dude but they, they were out here man especially with uh what the the two guys mike shinoda and the the guy that died yeah uh Oh, what the hell is this now? I love, I, I he's like one of my favorite Lars, vocalists. Is it Lars no. something? Oh my God. No, not even close. Okay. Well, you can't no. even come up with a name. So don't fucking no. cry wolf to me, baby. No, I'm not. It's just Lars is, is I just Chester. <laughs> Chester. <laughs> that's pretty up there with that's, I know it's not similar to Lars, but like they, Chester and <laughs> Lars are friends. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> Chester and Lars were friends in kindergarten all the way up to grade 8 before they went to high school in different districts Lars, that's so funny yeah Chester Bennington that's that was his name that's, oh, that's that was my was. second guess yeah yeah okay so uh, what's it called and he was one of my favorite vocalists ever just the, the range that Chester Bennington had was was awesome so breaking you know, the habit. Yeah, tonight. I said I said Chester had the range. Oh, was that not him? That was that was you. That was definitely you. No, it sounded like him though. Not even close. You don't sounded know. like Lars. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, look for me on tour with Lincoln Park, everybody don't yeah, don't don't wait up you're always squashing uh, my musical dreams i fucking hate it your musical <laughs> dreams are always so unreasonable you gotta shoot big dude okay shoot big like make let connor and lars make it why do you have to you're always attaching yourself to other people's wagons that's what the I problem know, is well hey i, I think we can like both one agree minute it's craig I'm- robinson well, I'm going to say that I would think we could agree that I have a much more of a chance with Linkin Park than I do with the Nasty Delicious. <laughs> I've, that I'm willing to agree with. Yeah. Okay, good. So you're not absolutely insane. No, you are. You're still absolutely no, insane. No, you. You have some kind of rationale to your mind. I do. Yes. <laughs> this isn't yeah, what no, even we're going to talk about today. Let's get. Yeah. Let's stop bickering and get to what we wanted to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> What did we want to dream killer? You're like my mom. Um, <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm just asking you to be reasonable. Keep your day job. All right. All right, all right Dana. Um, we're going to be talking you call your about. Mom by... Wait, 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 wait. Do you call your mom by her first name? Never. No. She would Who's slap Dana? Me. That's my is, mom. Is that... And Dana call... is your mom. Yeah, I would call you. I was. That's why I called Damn, you. Damn, you Dana. just disrespected her the moment the moment she wasn't around, Connor. Really? I didn't call her Dana. I called you Dana because you're acting like my mom. I, like I said, we need we got to stop this bickering. The only feedback oh we've ever gotten on this podcast is that people don't like when we bicker. And we do it all okay. the time. And we do it a lot. <laughs> Yo, shout out Mrs. Christmas. All right, respect <laughs> to you, ma'am. All right, I I am sorry. Your 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 son behaves the way that the the way that they do. I, I I don't I no absolutely okay all right okay what what were we gonna talk about today <laughs> shout out Mrs Christmas that's all well, now I'm You've fucking been, she's, she's been hurt. through a lot hurt I you just called her Dana no I called you Dana 
You called me Dana because her name is Dana. Yeah, and I said you were acting like my mom. I don't. I still don't know my mom's name. That's not true. <laughs> You're right. I'm lying. But don't try I've, to don't try I to black never. excellence me. When I meet women that have the same name as my mom, I can't say their like. I struggle to say their name out loud. Oh yeah, I don't know many Danas. <laughs> well, no, that, I, don't, I don't have any Danas in my life. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I I think I've only ever met like four, and two were guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I know not a lot of not a lot of Danas out there. But I mean, when I meet, like if I meet someone with my mom's name, because of how conditioned I am to not say my mom's name, I can't even say that person's name. What's your mom's name? Nadia. Nadia. See, even that that's felt a nice to name. Say. That's a nice mm. name. Thanks for complimenting my mom's name, but whatever. What? Your mom's name is... Listen, I shouldn't know your mom's name. Why? Because she's she's just mom or Mrs. Christmas. Yeah, she's not your mom. She's our mom. She's our mom? Sure. You're going to you're gonna call not me your brother? Welcome right? in your family? You're gonna, well, not wow. when you're acting like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, not when I'm respecting your mother. No, this isn't respect of my. This is respect of my mother based on trashing me, and I will not have it. That's more of like a. <laughs> that's like a boyfriend girlfriend thing, not a. You know what? Fair <laughs> enough. You know what? Yeah, I I am respecting your mother, uh, at your expense. This is true. Yeah, this is like the white pride of familial relations right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> Today. We wanted to talk about, because we were just beforehand, we were talking about the difference between like high energy and low energy comics and like fast paced versus low, low paced and slow paced comedy. Um, if you, the audience, if you have any uh, opinions on what you prefer or what, what style you like, let us know. Um, do you have, let's start with like, what do we have a preference? Do you have a preference for us? Um, do I have a preference? Uh, no, it, it's a... Uh... It's one of those things that, like, I look at it the same way I look at, you know, different races of women. Okay. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> I don't know why, but your snort just kind of got me. Uh, <laughs> is that, like, I'll say I have a preference, but then I see someone of another, you know what I mean? It's of like, a, but, t- a, but titties are titties. Is that what you? It's not, but titties are titties. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's more like I'll be like, oh, I prefer black women, and then, and then an Asian woman pops up and she looks unbelievable, and I'm like, oh my god, okay, I prefer this person, and then a white woman walks by, and I'm like, oh my goodness, and so I think stylistically, I think comedy, I look at the same, look at it the same way, where I'll be like, oh, I prefer like slow paced, whatever, and a lot of that even just comes down to how I do stand up. And so <laughs> some days it's like, oh, I like people that do what I do better than me. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, wow, that this is amazing. But then when I see, say, people that are very fast paced and punch, 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 punch. And uh, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, actually, I prefer that because it's different. Like it's not uh, it's not uh, like you're always going to be admiring of things you can't do. You always want what you can't have. Yeah. So uh, that's also something that, uh, you know, that, that so that's, that's why uh, you hate my comedy so much. eh? Uh, no, that's not why I hate your comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah, for me, it's like you got to be like 
true to who you are, right? And so if you're like, if you are that kind of high, but I also, as a, from a performer standpoint and like uh, a, if I'm to critique others' performances in my own, then what I'm aiming for is variety in that. I want to take, I want my stand-up set to take the audience on like a roller coaster with a lot of ups and downs rather than just like a drive on the highway in Saskatchewan. So I think that there's value to both. And I think that especially when you get into longer sets, then you have to utilize both a bit. But one is probably going to be a bit more challenging than the other for most comics because they always, like we all have our strengths, right? We all have our strengths. That This much is true. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fun seeing, uh, you know, it's fun seeing great comics do things you can't. It's also great seeing comics do what you you know, something similar to what you do, but, uh, obviously, you know, it's more polished or it's, uh, or it's got like its own twist to it and, and things like that. And, and, uh, you know, seeing, uh, seeing what, uh, what you could strive for, what you could aspire to. Yeah. So, or you, or you get, or you, if you're me, you just get real jealous and you're like, I gotta beat him. There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of that. That's like what sparks. Of course. <laughs> oh, uh, of course there is. I think uh, we'd be kidding ourselves if 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 uh, we pretended like we didn't see other people and be like, "Oh yeah, I want to I want to top that." Yeah. I want to, you know. Yeah, I want like uh, there's there has to be. And I I think honestly even the best relationships I think between comics have a competitiveness to them. Yeah, to an extent, I think. To an extent, it's got to be healthy. You got to be able to put it aside when the show's over. You know, you got to be able to still be friends after. <laughs> but uh, pushing each other to be better, I think, is always, uh, always a, a positive. Uh, always pushing each other to do better. Even trying to like really like trying to top one another, and then you know, like yeah, that like always the most fun I've had doing stand up, doing shows, working with people uh, has been when we are kindly. And as friends trying to bury each other on shows, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, mine, I always, I guess I kind of look at it or I've been, I don't know, because I have, I grew up in sports and was really competitive. And then I lost a lot of that in when I went more into the arts in university. And it's not really a side of myself that, I don't know, it, sometimes it got unhealthy. And so how I try and look at it is like, I'm going to have more fun than them. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> which is that I get like comics roast me. I anytime a comic goes on stage, I always a lot of people say, "Oh, I'll break a leg or kill it, kill it, man, you fucking crush, dude." And I'm like, "Hey, have fun." <laughs> that's said, that's rude. I know a lot of comics are like, "What the fuck? What did you just do?" What? <laughs> but it's not rude. I genuinely and sincerely mean it. I did it to Malik uh, Lassell. Uh, the first he doesn't do he doesn't say anything anymore but the first time i did it he was like fuck you why why would you do that why would you do that to me yeah that's ice cold man that's <laughs> messed up under- that you did why messed up that you did that why no that's not it, it's just it's funny to think about but because <laughs> especially if it's if it's someone you're like not close to you're like what the fuck man <laughs> if it's someone that you only kind of know and you haven't especially if you haven't been talking that would be nuts. You're just sitting in the green room, <laughs> quiet. There isn't much of a conversation. And then right before you go up, the other guy just goes, hey, have fun up there. 
That sounds great to me. <laughs> that, that's bananas. No, that's why it's like, wait, we haven't, you have not expressed any form of well wish uh, since I got in here. Well, I'm not saying that I'm fucking silent up until the point they're about to go on stage. That's creepy. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's my point. It's like, if y'all haven't said much to each other at all, and then the only thing you do say is, hey, have fun up there. When I go to shows, I talk to people. I've known Malik for like five years. Like <laughs> I know, but it's still funny. <laughs> well, I, and I think the contrast of like, oh, kill it, man, crush it. I th- and then me being like, hey, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... uh. <laughs> Uh, and and that too. So if other people have been saying, "Hey, have a good set. Hey, get out there, fucking kill it." And then the and so then in contrast to like those other statements, that's also <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter if I'm genuine. And then it, it no it, well again it's it's uh what is it the road to hell is paved with good intentions. What the fuck? How does that have to do? That's a pretty extreme saying to what we got going on here. I, under- no, no, I understand no, 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 no. what you mean, but but, but <laughs> it's the little it's the little things though. It's the little things in terms of like your intent is genuinely for them to have fun up there. Yeah, but this because but the the self uh, self critical uh, confidence lacking comic is gonna hear do well do well do well. Hey, you might not do well, but you know that's what that sounds like. And that's just so beautifully realistic. And it's also the only thing that you have in your control. Yes. How much fun you're going to have. Actually, that's not entirely in your control either. If somebody throws a tomato at you, you're not having fun. Dude, everything is a gift. If you accept everything like a gift and you have fun with it, you can only choose how you're going to react, you know? It's, you get well. You can choose how you're going to react in terms of controlling your emotions and your what your output. Yeah, but you can You get a tomato thrown at you, and you're going to be like, "I'm going to have fun with this." I, I mean, you could try, but if the entire room is booing and people are throwing vegetables at you, yeah, so guess, then you tom- can have fun with it. You can have fun with it. This is like one of the most iconic Bill Burr sets ever. Was in um, sure, where, but where even- was he right? He was, He'll be the first to tell you he wasn't having fun in the moment. He was just like, yo, fuck this place. Fuck you guys. I hate and then, everybody. Yeah, and then so the fucking mentality kicked in, and he's like, you know what? Let's, hey, I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to just, like, assault these people and, and make fun of them because that's <laughs> going to be fun to me. And it killed, okay? So you can't tell me that, and even with new comics, half the time it's going to be shitty, but if they're having fun, it goes so much better. And so, like, and this is probably at the core of my performance um career and and practice is it's all about the game and the fun right and so it is actually a really important cornerstone to me and so that's why i like when it did happen and like when comics are like fuck you i'm like i I guess i can understand but it's also i'm like this is the only way that you're gonna have longevity in this (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> and like why don't why can't we just all have fun why can't it, we all just have fun it's a hard job but it's the most fun job i agree i agree but there's there there's uh you know there there's there's things you can't control that are not fun okay but i would say that it's easier to I guess to argue that is just <laughs> that it's easier to control 
whether you're having fun in the worst situations as to just being like, I have to do well and putting all this pressure on yourself when you don't like you could be doing not well and still have fun. Oh, I know you can't, you can't be, well, no, there's no other opposite to that. You just like fun can still be there after you're not doing well and it can also save you. So sure it can, but then, (laughs) but if you don't do well, like a lot of times, especially when you're, when you're in the professional realm, not not doing well means you're, you know, you, you might not be getting paid. You might not be, uh, you might not be coming back to a venue you only just secured. You might so that there's there's you know there's other factors in there that you might not. Uh, you know I mean, you might you might uh, lose a following or part of a following that you've tried to tried to build for yourself. There's there's like there's a lot of other factors that come into not doing well, and so like it's. But hard do you to really think out. that? But like if you're if you're not doing so great, and these are these are maybe fans that you're talking. You just said fans that you're going to lose if you're not doing great but these are already your fans and you're having the best time not doing great and you turn it around and you turn it around. Sure. And of course you gotta, you gotta be in the moment and you gotta, you gotta enjoy yourself. Of course. But I mean, even turning it around from just not fun to fun. And even if it still isn't your best set and you're like, okay, critically when you come off stage that I need to do better than that. But if you have fun genuinely, that's infectious to other people and they want to have fun. So do you think that a fan of yours, even if they see you bombing, but you're just having the best time ever, do you think they're really going to be like, well, that well, no, if they're already a fan of yours, sure. But like, it's, it's a new audience in a venue you just got to people are just going because they're like, Oh, I want to go see comedy. Like they're not necessarily a fan of yours. We're not in a situation in our careers where most of the room is already fans you gave an example of no i'm saying fans that you may or may not gain i is not 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 necessarily so like it's people that just came to a show okay that's it yeah and uh and then you're like okay i want to give them something that's worth the money they paid to come out here and uh and you realize that you're not delivering on that and 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 then uh now it's like okay so these people are not going to get behind you this venue is probably not going to book you again uh you know there's uh there's that long ass drive home all of that now you can still leave say you know make fun out of it absolutely sure you know you can you can do do your best but if it's if it ain't happening uh you know that like all and my whole point in this is that you cannot control the fun factor of everything you can't i think that like okay i'm never gonna speak in absolutes except for right then but so like i can i can agree with that however i think that it is a much easier thing to control because it is within you and at the very least because hey maybe you shit the bed and this whole crowd walks away hating you because you shit the bed but if you realize that and you start to have fun no matter what it is you do, if you have fun with the set that you're going to do, if you completely change tactics, if you just have fun, then instead of the whole crowd walking away being like, that guy wasn't that good, then you're going to have, you know, a couple people from each table or like whatever, however much percent of that crowd, even 10, 15% of that crowd, they're going to be like, man, that guy had so much, it was like so bad, but he had so much fun. And and that's, <laughs> dude, I, I don't understand even why, you always got to take the counter argument. Why are you so against fucking fun? <laughs> hey, man, listen, you see me on stage. I have fun. 
I love fun. Are you kidding me, dude? I'm not saying you don't, but I'm just no. I'm just saying I what like my whole point is it's a factor that isn't entirely in your control. That's my whole the only thing that I said. I didn't okay, say well, don't try. I didn't say I, don't whatever. But saying that it's fully in your control is also uh, uh, is is what is it? It 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 ignores situations that you can find yourself in. That's all. I disagree. I think you can, and like, I'm talking about on stage right now, because like, of course you can be in an alley after a show and like get stabbed. That's not fun. (laughs) You could be on stage and get stabbed. That's not fun There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of things that can happen. I'm talking about like, you know, your average things that could happen at a stand-up show. Oh, a heckler. Oh, blah. Maybe like the audience gets shoved or pushes around. I don't know. Maybe there's a kerfuffle, some, some shit like that. But like within the realm and usual safety of a stand-up show, you can, I would argue that you can unabashedly have fun. Even in the worst crowds, as long as you can, that's, that's a skill to have and to equip yourself with and you have to build it. But I think, I think you can control it because it's a mm-hmm. reaction. You're like, something happens and you react to, I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to use this. I'm going to make it fun. All right. This has been an odd derailment of this conversation. Well, I just think that I had a nice point and then you were like, I'm going to be a devil's advocate. Maybe. Maybe I'm just a contrarian. I think you are. I think you are. (laughs) Because you just argued against fun, my dude. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't argue against fun. I just said you can't control fun. I think you can control how you react, and I think you can control, uh, you know. Uh, See, how I'm having you, fun with you right now. I'm having all. fun. With, I'm having fun with you right now in this argument, and you're and you're getting upset. You're not having fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I am furious. Can't you just hear the uh, the disdain in my voice what? like you you are kind of stern you sound like there's the edge of sternness to your voice for us <laughs> yeah but isn't there always and i can't and i can't stop having so much fun right now <laughs> well i know but even my general demeanor i think makes you laugh i, I feel like just me talking kind of no. gets you anyway so no you this know. is a this is a see you're arguing that too why can't you just let me have things why <laughs> Why can't I let you have things? I don't know. Well, Farce has always got to have an opinion. Fucking Stephanie over here. That's what it is. (laughs) That's me, Karen. Hang out with too many white women. Something. Okay. (laughs) Those are. I mean, in fairness, that's probably almost anybody that comes to my shows. (laughs) Dude, white women love you. (laughs) My my white woman following is crazy. It is pretty great. Actually, and that's just Lethbridge too, because well, I guess with Broke Wokes, I, we, that's why we have it all. I don't know. We have like great crowds of like friends that like groups of girlfriends that bring each other and then like drag their boyfriends along. And then they end up having way better senses of humor than their boyfriends do. <laughs> yeah. Have you not, I think you do. Do you not agree? Well, I'm not. Probably not. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not an agree or disagree thing. No, I think it's... It never uh, is with you. It never is. No, no, no. I don't. Well, I don't think it's a sense <laughs> of humor thing, but I do think that, like, whatever our brand is, it caters more to white women than uh, their boyfriends. 
yeah. like, like whatever like because like say if it's a sense of humor thing we both know acts that uh where it's the other way around where those guys will be like hey these dudes like they they get it they've got a sense of humor i can come here and talk about my dick for 40 minutes yeah uh and my bitch ex-wife and uh every and then i'm just killing and these women just don't have you know what i mean then then they'll say oh these women don't have a sense of humor i i think for us our comedy is is white woman centric are you saying that we're like we're we're not broke enough for the white dudes we're just woke enough for the white women yes dude that's crazy (laughs) that's what i that's what i i think we're centrists we're not yeah we're not broke we're broke woke which is kind of the whole idea (laughs) yeah and i think broke woke caters to white women a hundred. I never even realized that until right now, and we've been think doing about this. it. <laughs> yeah, like think of the like the people that that like our comedy caters to everyone that says the right thing and does nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so then, so I think for them, I think supporting us feels like they're doing something. Yeah, this is the crowd. We play to crowds that are like, I have read a quarter of how not to be racist (laughs) like we like we exactly like we cater to people that are like i you know okay i'll buy fair trade coffee but you know like i'm still i'm getting my eggs caged baby (laughs) yeah but like i won't i'm not gonna say anything about where my iphone was made yeah but hey starbucks is telling me that the farmers for this a, you know, fourteen dollar coffee are being compensated fairly. As long as it looks good on Instagram and is ethical, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. And they buy that coffee on the way to our shows. That's right. <laughs> but we still love them so much. I like. They are all really. Um, I don't talking to the. I usually I don't talk to people after shows because I get all up weird in my head and stuff. Um, and uh i don't like i was just on stage and i feel i don't like being the center of tension afterwards or and don't wanna, i don't know how to i don't know it's a weird awkward situation for me sometimes but i love going out and talking to people after broke woke shows because we've just opened everybody up so much to laughter and like just ridiculousness <laughs> that uh that they kind of like I don't know. Usually people try and give you jokes after a show and you're like, oh, okay. That's... All right. <laughs> you're trying to be funny right now. Um, but these people, I think we take it to a place where they feel comfortable to not only tell us like these jokes or stories, but then also like really be themselves. Yeah. Which to is kind of, that's there. a nice side of it. Uh, sure. Yeah, it is a nice, it's just the people being themselves are white women. Uh, yeah, mostly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if look, if we're being brutally honest, they kind of suck. Do you? I have a question. Okay, do you? Do you think that have you? And maybe not just with broke wokes, but do you? Do you ever think that? I sometimes this will come into my head after like maybe a string of people coming up to me after shows that are mostly women. Um, and 
sometimes like I think I'll be like do, do, be down about my comedy something like a Monday morning Sunday scaries I don't know and I'll be down about my comedy and I'll just be like man well no because all these people come and talk to you after the show and I'm like oh but they're all women do they only like me because they're attracted to me is that what it is so it's just like another thing to be I'm like oh is it only my beauty <laughs> <laughs> they just Which want you still, for your body. It's the funny thing is, pompous. I don't have that problem. <laughs> it's that's why you never you've never had that before. It's just because you. In my brain, yeah, I've never had. I've never thought anybody was coming up to me after a show because I was attractive. That's just no. So you, yeah, what is it because you're so confident in your comedy, or is it because you're so not confident in your uh, st stupid face? I'm just, I'm so not confident in my stupid face, uh, 100%. So it's, uh, and it's one of those where it's like, you know, you know, you've had a good set or a bad one, you know? And so that's the other thing is like, if I've had a bad set, I'm not out there talking to nobody, man. I'm going to the green room and <laughs> killing myself, yeah. you know? I leave, but, uh, I leave. Even if there's people in the crowd, I know I'll just fucking leave. I message I'll, them and I'm like, Hey, sorry, I had to go somewhere, but really I just bombed and I don't want to be perceived anymore yeah i want to disappear right now so that's excuse right excuse me excuse the only me person that's there. gonna know i'm alive is my cat yeah <laughs> so it's uh what was i gonna say yeah it's uh it's so yeah i i've never really considered it to be uh like oh do they are they just like hitting on me or whatever? And like you said, they they all come with their boyfriends. Like we don't even get the fun ones. <laughs> we yeah, we don't really have the single br bracket. <laughs> no, no. So it's not like we're out here smashing after shows and shit. No, <laughs> it's just it's just them coming and saying, "Oh my god, I saw you last time," and I told my boyfriend we had to come again. And, yeah. Uh, oh, good as always. We loved you. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll just take that praise and then stand here alone. <laughs> without anyone no yeah. one to love or support me uh you know in in person no one to hold and that's that, and that's why we do what we do on stage and that's it? why we do what we do <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so funny like even like when i went to uh when i was in the in ontario doing shows and a lot more black people came out when i was performing uh it was so cathartic like it was it was really crazy to actually be there and be like oh i am still black okay <laughs> this is this is nice like we we perform in a very uh, homogenous section of the country you know not and uh very uh similar people come to all of our shows yeah uh and not just our shows any shows really um yeah like it's hard to go around Alberta and find a like a, a big kind of diverse following. Like there's not a lot of rooms that uh, cater to that in any way whatsoever. So uh, and I mean, and that that that's even a bigger conversation in like Canadian media and who it uh, who it communicates with. But, uh, you know, it's so like going somewhere where there was like an open accessibility to black people, I think black and brown people, and then their interest and then them coming and then me being funny to them was like holy shit there's a life outside of this there's like uh <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a light at the end of this <laughs> white 
you know, this 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 white female tell your story, uh, you know, speak your truth, King Tunnel. <laughs> and, it's and and you're saying that just so that you know people listening to this don't feel insulted. You, you're saying that because because black people that community just get they your jokes hit different in in that community when you're doing these jokes about black people and about you know dog owners and slavery and and that kind of <laughs> like it still hits with a, a white audience because they're funny jokes but it it just even when i was in toronto it was like that and and i'm white as they come you know but i just don't have that maybe stereotypical alberta perspective so it's like even my my queer jokes and stuff they're hitting in different ways that i don't have to explain or recover from like use backup jokes almost to make it funny to them yeah 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 so it's real it's real nice it's real real nice being able to go and just just do and and do the damn thing and but but it, it's nice being able to appeal to or knowing that you can still appeal to different people at the end of the day you are where you are and you're grateful that anybody comes out to see you and uh and 100 percent appreciate what you do so man shout out to the white women man shout out to you know y'all everybody that you know led the the blm movement <laughs> <laughs> They ran so you could walk, Forrest. They, they they ran so I could walk. Exactly. They asked for the manager so that I could make a purchase. Hey, ladies, we're you know you take the lead and we'll just follow those ponytails. We'll just we'll follow those boxer braids and uh, you know <laughs> we'll follow. Dude, I will well, follow, we'll follow a messy your, bun till the end of the earth. I will. <laughs> curling irons and and ashy skin. We'll follow it to the ends of the earth. We will. What we will follow your mocha frappuccinos. You know, hold the milk. Uh, <laughs> you know, sub oat. No dairy, no whipped cream. And. <laughs> I don't think what do they get on the side? I don't even know. Whatever gluten-free sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever it is with your fair trade and and 100% cocoa. All right. And a ritzy of pants. (laughs) Uh, You know, like we'll follow you to the ends of the earth. That's right. Your lip filler. Thank you. All right. Your microbladed eyebrows. That shit's expensive. That shit is so expensive, man. I swear to God. How do white people gentrify eyebrows, man? That's crazy. Did we gentrify them? You did. That's what it was? That's a gentrification of the eyebrow. I think microblading. But here's the thing. Black women have eyebrows. Asian women, eyebrows. Latinas, big-ass eyebrows. And then Yeah, I guess it is a... It is a Kardashian, like, trying to be racially ambiguous thing, isn't it? A hundred percent. Y'all spray tan and shit, and then and then y'all microblade, and then you get those big Cara Delevingne ones where it looks like... <laughs> 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 you got these freaking caterpillars, and now everybody else got to compete. And now black people got to get bigger eyebrows and... 
you know, now everybody, it's just a competition to see who can get the biggest eyebrows. And I, I like I the like, ra- the outrage of of white women uh, that were raised in the thin eyebrow age of the early aughts, the mid aughts, and um, just the outrage to how thick the eyebrows are supposed to be now. When in two thousand seven they were bleeding from above their eyeballs because they were plucking them so hard to look like fucking Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a. They were Dude. they were out here trying to look like Super Saiyan three Goku. That's right. There's a thin, thin <laughs> line there. <laughs> no, no. Super Saiyan three Goku has no eyebrows, none. Yeah, he just, just well, he has the brow. He has there's the a brow, brow and it's a, it's like a muscle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a muscle up there, and that's what they used to do. Uh, was was because they they they'd have like blonde and they they look like your eyes now actually that's what <laughs> well yeah but you don't have to fucking that's my life okay fucking my life that's uh <laughs> I'm sorry you caught a stray there and it wasn't fair I knew I was coming up I knew it. And it was... <laughs> But yeah, no, man, everybody got these. So now it's just, you know, everybody got these freaking, I don't even know what to call them. They got like these like magnet strips. Well, yeah. And that you see, like I'm, you bring up my eyebrows because they're not very much there, but, and I have them. They're just like, you know, see-through or whatever. <laughs> but I, in 2007, that wasn't a problem for me. But now I got a fucking Now you got a microblade. Like, no, I got to fucking, you know, at least brush them on, you know, brush on some color or else you can't tell that I have any emotions. And it's not OK, especially because I do have a big Super Saiyan 3 brow. I got a fucking Neanderthal brow up here. And yep. And it is not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you do have you, a lot of emotions. So. You need a. Yeah, I do. OK. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. Far <laughs> I didn't say anything was wrong with it. I just I made an observation. But you're a fucking man, okay? You're a wow you're a straight man in this society. You so, piece we all of need to, shit. No, we all just need to be reminded sometimes. That worse. That yeah, because I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know. You go to anger a lot. <laughs> I go to anger a lot. Man, I don't. Yeah, go dude. To you you spent half this podcast debating fun, dude. You're a fucking man. <laughs> Listen. If there's one thing men have argued for in the last like five years, it's like we can't have any fun anymore. <laughs> they're like, I yep. can't. I but can't they're also say talking anything. about rape. They're also talking about rape. <laughs> yeah, and so and I was like, guys, have you thought that maybe rape isn't fun for yeah. anybody? Yeah. Like, like, are you really enjoying this? Hmm. Hmm. Let me think about it. <laughs> yeah, like this is like, are you really enjoying being pushed against? You... You're getting punched in the face. How was that fun for you? You're like, Stop. Bro, I just, I just want to be like the world juniors. I just want some affection, and I get it, man. But I promise you, it's gonna feel a lot better when she's pulling you in. Yeah, find, hey, find yourself a nice white woman at one of our shows. Yeah, and tell your truth. And settle down for once, okay? Just settle down. Chill. Get a dog. Have some fun with the dog. 
Have some, have some, yeah, maybe go to another country. Well, I'm not okay. talking about rape anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, hey, man, marry a nice white woman, rape a dog. <laughs> Uh, well, oh I my didn't... fucking lord oh, oh my god okay. <laughs> okay this is taking a things are taking a hey, dark we're... turn we're just trying to get that male audience up too <laughs> yeah exactly we're trying to diversify um, <laughs> that's all so uh, we gotta get out of here before we say something worse yeah yeah I think we should we should so hey love everyone be kind okay uh yeah have some fun <laughs> get out there and uh, as long am, as it's fun for everyone else i'd like to come out and say that i'm pro fun good i'm glad that this podcast changed you uh yeah that that yep for boss from all of us here stay broke stay woke baby we love you